This is In the Know for Monday, July 31, the 212th day of 2023. There are 153 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. School is a couple of days away for uh, people in the local district, and we'll give you a chance to win. That's a whole lot more coming up today. You're on in. No, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Are we uh, having to rest up from all the celebrating that we did over the weekend? A little bit. We yeah. celebrated big all weekend long. Uh, Saturday <laughs> filled with massive celebration for me <laughs> of uh, weed eating, spraying Roundup, and uh-huh. riding a lawnmower. But then I did get uh, homemade churros uh, on Saturday evening, so that was quite a quite a birthday surprise. And then mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, lunch with my parents after church and a yes. uh, nice afternoon and social. Socializing and uh, Leia got to. She gave me a new board game as a she birthday did. gift, and so it was a good weekend. But now I'm kind of a little tired. Are you a little tired from the celebrating? Uh, I feel like I'm always tired. Always but yes. tired. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll get rested up. Thanks for everything you did for the birthday weekend. It You're was uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Thanks to everybody for all the birthday wishes too. Day filled with uh, you know people checking in and saying hey and. You're getting old and all that stuff. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I thought of you this morning. I read a uh, funny story about... Um, some of baseball, uh, some of sports' most iconic moments that probably aren't true. Like one of them is the uh, 550-foot home runs. Since we started being able to actually tell through technology how far home runs go, mysteriously there are no longer any 550-foot home runs. And everybody's stronger now than they were back then. That's right. So I, so those were probably overstated. Like, um, supposedly now they're saying Babe Ruth probably didn't call his shot that's always in the been, World Series. That's always been a, you know, I, uh, everyone's kind of wondered at that. Yeah, I, I don't. A lot of people, you know, they, they, you know, they do that with the bat. They stick the bat out there. Not necessarily, you know, if you stand up there and call it, I'm going to hit a home run to center field. That's calling your shot. But mm-hmm. just pointing out there doesn't necessarily Were you not there that day? make it so. I was. I sold my tickets that day to oh. someone else. I needed to, <laughs> Probably two fifty. <laughs> need a little. Need a little extra money. I'd love to know what the but, price of tickets that but, day. And was. I had never heard the one about Wade Boggs. Did you read that? No, I didn't. I didn't read the. Supposedly, read the Wade story. Boggs made a coast to coast flight where he supposedly drank between L.A. and West Coast and East Coast. He he supposedly drank seventy to one hundred beers on that one flight, and then when he and when he got to the East Coast, he played the game the next day and went three for five. And I just don't believe that to be true. How long is this flight? Well, I mean, six hour flight from coast to coast. I That's guess. That's a lot. But depending upon which coast you're going. Listen, to. I I would put it past Wade Boggs to to put it 
put it down, though. Yes, I, I think that's like a fish story, though. It started off at 30 beers, and then it turned into 40, and then it turned into 50. And now legend has it it was 100. And I'm like, yeah, I don't great. think that's 107. Probably. 107 is that's supposedly what it, what it was. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's funny. Here's I mean, a different aren't they story. Like teeny, tiny beers? <laughs> it must be. It was on an airplane. <laughs> and, uh, it's funny. I'm, I'm scrolling through here, and there is a, like a different story says 73. Wade Boggs apparently says 73. Hmm. Yeah, I still don't believe it. I think 73 is too many. Um, but what is 72 the limit? I wasn't there, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. It is crazy. It is. Hey, pleasant weather to start the week after a a humid week, uh, latter part of last week. And the first half or two thirds of the weekend was warm and humid. It turned out to be a more pleasant day yesterday. And it's going to be more pleasant than that. Even today, we're going to see sunny skies, lower humidity today and tomorrow. We'll top out about 88 this afternoon, 65 overnight, and then mostly sunny for tomorrow and a high of 88. I did read somewhere yesterday they said, you know, we got some rain on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. uh, your mileage varies uh, in, in Grayson County, but in particular it said like Caneyville got 1.65 inches of rain. Like I don't think maybe sections of Caneyville did or wherever the measurement point was, but there was a place off in Taylor County, I think, they got – Four inches of rain on Saturday night, so it was a big difference depending upon where where you went. But it was good to get the good to get the little bit of rain, and the lesser humidity will be really really nice today. All right, off to the news headlines uh, in a story that is getting at least statewide attention right now. A Litchfield police officer has been arrested for crimes allegedly committed in Nelson County, according to uh, Kentucky State Police release uh their internal investigation was initially conducted and uh an investigation was initially conducted by the litchfield police department into allegations that officer jeremy taylor wright was having a sexual relationship with a 17 year old female in nelson county once they gathered certain information lpd on wednesday turned the investigation over to ksp and the investigations found that Wright, while an lpd officer had a relationship with a 17 year old uh, in Bardstown on July 22, Wright resigned his position with the LPD. Uh, an arrest warrant was issued. Charges on the Caneyville man were uh, were issued, and he was arrested and lodged in the Nelson County Detention Center, where he has since been released. So there's the information. I heard that on KNN News uh, just a few minutes before the show. A Grayson County juvenile accused of stabbing his stepfather to death will be tried as an adult. 16-year-old Ethan McKinney was 15 years old when he fatally stabbed 38-year-old Timothy Higdon at their residence on Bradley Bend Road in January. McKinney was indicted on a murder charge by a Grayson County grand jury. McKinney was initially charged with murder, first-degree assault, and tampering with physical evidence. The incident took place Monday night, January 30th on Bradley Bend Road, and so he will be tried uh, as an adult, according to uh, the indictment. Also, a story you can read in full detail at k105.com. A local group of local funeral homes is uh, embattled in some uh, information today about falsifying documents and some fines being assessed against uh, Morris Family Services and the uh, once uh, uh, director and owner of the funeral homes, Nathan Morris, And there was an investigation and hearing before the Kentucky Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors where there were multiple licenses that were suspended and 
uh, fines handed down. There were apparently 32 funerals that violated state laws and regulations, according to this investigation. You can read, uh, it involves uh, Litchfield Memorial Chapel, of course, and Caneyville Memorial Chapel. You can read all about it at K105.com, including uh, comments from Morris himself. So there you go. Um, a Barron County constable was arrested after illegally participating in a state police pursuit of a stolen vehicle. On Tuesday, troopers were notified of a pursuit involving a stolen vehicle that began in Barron County, and as the pursuit entered Hardin County, it was discovered that 29-year-old Joseph Ramey of Glasgow, who is a Barron County constable, was participating in the chase while driving a Honda Odyssey van and green and amber emergency lights with a five-point star and Kentucky Constable written on the side of the vehicle, according to the state police. During the investigation, it was determined that Ramey does not have law enforcement certification and took office in January of 2023. Now, you may be aware, the Kentucky General Assembly... You did say Honda Odyssey, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Definitely want to go back to that and drill down on it in just a second. A law last year passed by the General Assembly stated that newly elected constables are not allowed to exercise police powers until they are certified through professional peace officer training. And apparently he uh, has, has not become certified. For a long time, there was a movement that said constables don't serve a purpose in Kentucky any longer, and so that office should be done away with. But instead of going that way, the General Assembly went the other way and said, well, the constables need to be better trained if they're going to act as police officers or or masquerade as law enforcement officers at some point in time. You at least got to have the training. And so that's been a a law since the beginning of uh, this year, or it was passed last year and certainly anyone taking office in january would uh, be subject to that uh, requirement but i got to tell you sam you know you you picked up on the on the pursuit vehicle and the mental image that i just got of i i realize i watch on patrol live too much okay I, I I feel like I'm inside the departments of On Patrol Live, whether it's Richmond County, South Carolina, or Berkeley County, or New Mexico, or. So you know, I used to think that his dream job would be <laughs> the the boat captain mm-hmm. at Disney, where you know the the transportation boats. Mm-hmm. But now I think his dream job would be sitting on. On patrol live at the desk doing the commentary. Oh, absolutely! I thought for a second you were going to say I wanted to be out there w- riding no. with law enforcement. Like, no, no, no. no. It's like get... I can make a call right now and probably get somebody <laughs> no, to. No, <laughs> no. He wants to be sitting on that panel. Yes, yes, yes. I do. Yeah, I want to. I want to sit with Stick Larson so and talk about it. Tickled, okay, <laughs> sitting there, it and is. I'm like, yes, I anyway, do. sorry. Go you, ahead. you probably want Norman Chaffins to be on the show <laughs> that day too, no, so you I can commentate on him. I don't think he does. No, no. I just no. I want. I just want to be. Well, I want to do what Dan Abrams' job is. Mm-hmm. I just when Dan Abrams goes on vacation, just let me fill in because I have just as much, just as many good snarky comments yes, as Dan Abrams does. So I would be fine. Sorry. But in my mind, <laughs> you know, I I see. Boy, that's a good looking fleet of police vehicles, mm-hmm. and wow, mm-hmm. they've got big, you know, Tahoes they're driving, Dodge and they're Charger. Dodge Chargers, and they just got like good looking fleets. And so in my mind, you know, I'm thinking on patrol line. And KSP has a good-looking fleet, right? Very professional-looking. And then so the idea, though, just Honda Odyssey with... 
not blue lights, but amber lights. I mean, <laughs> something just struck me as funny. I almost feel like he took like some paint too and painted constable on the side too. <laughs> Possibly spelled with a K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. It's I. I wasn't there. I'm just. This is the way my mind works. I just the mental picture that I got of. This Honda Odyssey being driven by a constable in a pursuit into Hardin County with a you know a a entourage of state police vehicles. Well, in your mind, it may as well have been a scooter. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah it could have could have very well been a scooter. <laughs> I just I had to do a double take when I read it, thinking did did you mean a Civic? Did you mean an Accord? Well, no. I mean he. Any arrest that he makes, he wants the he wants the detainees or to open up the sliding door. And, uh, well, yeah, you got to be able to you know. It, 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 or does he have the one that you fun, press the it, button and it opens it, up on it, its own? It doubles as a paddy wagon. Does, <laughs> you know, does he does he have DVD players in the back for him to, <laughs> to watch too? It's possible. I don't I don't know, but so maybe it's all legit. I don't know. It just but the description just tickled me. I'm sorry. It just. Uh, my mind can have a lot, a whole lot of fun with that. All right, some good news. Uh, we've been waiting for good news, certainly. Uh, we never like having to give bad news about law enforcement, law enforcement officials. But we love to give good news about heroes that serve our community on the front lines and lay their lives on the line. And when they recover, Officer Nicholas Wilt, who was shot in the head on April 10 at Old National Bank in downtown Louisville, they had a big ceremony for him on Friday. He flashed a thumbs up to well-wishers. Uh, he left to rehab. Uh, there's a new police chief there on the left, mm -hmm. uh, fist bumping him. And then they did a drive-through at one of through one of the porticos at uh, Southeast Christian Church. People were lined up there cheering him on. His brother, he has a twin brother who was a spokesperson. They were going home to have a steak dinner that night. I was going to say they had to be twins. Yes, look, the, I mean you can tell just looking. They are. And he has a he has a long road ahead, but he is and still dealing with obviously some trauma. You you I, I just I can't imagine being shot in the head by that style of weapon, you know the the damage and the carnage. So he uh, he he is hoping to bounce back. And his brother said, "I truly believe there is no limits to the potential of what he can achieve." Though he went on to say, Zach, his brother said, first up though." Will be that steak dinner that we've been looking forward to. So anyway, I just it's uh, happy to see one. I, by the way, I thought Zach Wilt also showed a whole lot of poise when he took to the podium on Friday as part of the celebration. One of the first things he mentioned: there are a whole lot of families that are not in a position to be able to celebrate today. And I thought that was a remarkable gesture on his part. That even though they were joyous about his about Nick's recovery and the journey that he's on in trying to get back to some normal semblance of life, the the people he was thinking of were the families who lost loved ones in that tragedy. And so I just thought that was a very mature and um, and considerate thing to acknowledge on Friday. Over in Hardin County, the superintendent of their Hardin County schools, Teresa Morgan, has been named the superintendent of the year by the Kentucky Association of School Administrators. She received the award at uh, KASA's annual Leadership Institute in Louisville on Friday. So congratulations to her and to the Hardin County system. 
Churchill Downs um, is waiting for racing to resume in the month of September, so just a little over a month from now. No changes will be made after a review of surfaces and safety protocols in the wake of 12 horse deaths in the spring meet, including seven in the days leading up to the Kentucky Derby in May. You know, might not be aware, they, uh, instead of pausing and canceling the remainder of the spring meet, they moved it to Ellis Park down in Henderson while they did uh, reviews and had internal talks about the track at Churchill Downs and what could be done to see if the, the track was involved in some way in that abnormal number of deaths. But they say they they didn't find anything um, Bill uh, Karstengen said the deaths were a series of unfortunate circumstances and said the review didn't find anything fundamentally wrong or different about our track from previous years. So I guess it'll be racing as normal when the fall meet starts there at Churchill Downs. Speaking of horse racing, Forte survived a photo finish and a steward's inquiry to win the half-million-dollar Jim Dandy to the rescue by a no. I added the to the rescue part mm. by a nose at Saratoga on Saturday, giving Hall of Famer uh, trainer Todd Pletcher his record-extending seventh victory in the Grade One race. The I saw a tweet yesterday from the Reds. I mean, an X. I saw an X from the. I don't even want it. Okay, I'll just say it's a tweet. I saw a tweet. It'll always from, be a tweet to me. I saw a tweet from the Reds yesterday that said that Ellie De La Cruz was the first person hmm. in Major League history to homer at 3.40 p.m. on July 30th, 2023, which I thought was a clever way of saying, hey, I mean, he's been breaking so many milestones. It was it's like, just, it's another It's a one joke based on the fact that a lot of people have been saying, oh, he's the first one to have you know, 17 stolen bases and 11 mm-hmm. home runs or something in his first 30 games. Right. Or What's it's up a lot with of this. The, the helmet? Celebration. <laughs> That's how they celebrate home runs. What are runs. those called? Viking helmet? Viking, Thank you. Viking, Viking helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they he play it, like too. Yeah. The Reds. And, uh, well, be careful. That's Joey Votto. They've got some uh, different uh, different clubs around Every the league. Every team has a different celebration. Yeah, has a different so, like, kind the, of... The Milwaukee Brewers are in Wisconsin. They put on the cheese head. Okay. Uh, so it's it's just something fun for them to celebrate when they hit a home run. The Angels, Shohei Otani, they have this big, you know, Japanese or oh, do they? whatever, like right. very. Uh, do the Yankees have one? No, or are they too? No, I don't think so. No, I don't. Because I, I, don't I know they're very, they they're very. They're very. classy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is, have fun. Pinstripes only. Um, no mustaches. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so stupid. Uh. The Reds did beat the... 100%. Okay, let's move on. No, I mean, the Reds used to have that rule, too. And it was stupid then, and it's stupid now. Chris Buescher won the NASCAR race. He won at Richmond and secured a spot in the playoffs. And so good for Chris Buescher. I don't really know. I, I've kind of lost track of NASCAR this year. I don't know why. It, it, I haven't it, followed it. Mm. It did a. It had a little bit of a resurgence, like during COVID. They were one of the few sports that were actually running sooner. I was like, well, I guess I'll watch this. But my enthusiasm kind of like I went back the other yeah, way. Yeah, I just so. don't. I don't care anymore. Congratulations to uh, to uh, Chris. We got to get to a break. When we'll come back, we got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Cotton Candy Day. Cotton candy, sweetie, roll. Cotton candy, sweetie, go. Right? It's, it's not can't be rolled because you gotta have 
Gotta say roll for Tootsie. It's Raspberry Cake Day. And is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The world goes crazy for raspberry cake. So I'm told. And it's Uncommon Instruments Awareness Day, a celebration of strange musical instruments such as the bubble organ, the fluba, the dulcimer, the... The dulcimer. The, um, Does bagpipe go in that? Made me wonder. Like, is it uncommon? I don't know. Parts of the world, probably very well, common. In the Grayson County Band, it is. It's clearly uncommon in the band, in the marching band. Uh, I mean, maybe if you think about it. At one point in time, the Glasgow High School marching band did oh, have bagpipes. They should. Yes, they should. Now, what uh, happens if you just, like, when they're practicing out there one day, if you just get the bagpipes and just walk into the middle of them and start playing? Like, maybe they'll realize that it's the sound that they've been missing the entire time. Mm-mm. Security. Yeah. Security. Security. I'll get a phone call. <laughs> Ma'am, can you please come get your husband? Uh, there have been many there have been many neat things that Sam has been able to do while he's been living between the lakes, but he experienced a new one on Friday. He got to go upstairs at the iconic Arnett's uh-huh. building. I uh, was like, what did I do on <laughs> what Friday? What did you do on Friday? <laughs> um, Sam and I were both there uh, upstairs. We even got to see I mean, the crow's nest going up to the re- roof. Really, I got to go more than 20 feet inside that building because I'd never really been yeah. further than... And been further than the sheriff's office to... the lobby. Uh, to, yeah. um, what did you have to do there? I, oh, yeah, you all, did a, you all did a couple of videos there for him, didn't you? Yeah, we filmed a Christmas greeting one that's time. That's right, yeah, I remember that. I think that's the only time I've ever been in there, but I've never had a... Never had a reason. I don't know when the last time I was upstairs there was. I'd forgotten about the freight elevator. It was pretty neat. And I I know the building is large, but you lose lose perspective of how large it is. You know that it's L-shaped because it's got the big entrance from the square, but then the big entrance onto West Main Street. I had no idea that there was a West Main Street entrance. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, and that was uh, that was kind of neat. It gave this it gave this illusion that it was like as big as a mall. Because you could you could go in one entrance and you could come out another entrance. Very labyrinth-like. Yeah, um, but it's that L shape, and then you stack the upstairs on it, and it's got equal the square footage that side. So anyway, we were just kind of that building is for, it's going to sell on Thursday, and uh, so we got a chance to go get a grand tour. And I was sharing. I uh, don't think I shared this in our video stand up, mm-hmm. but I recalled the last thing that I bought from Arnett's clothing store was a pair of duckhead overalls. So when o- overalls, you shared that with me, overalls yes. came back in fashion um, when I, I was in high school. Is that a brand? Yes. Oh okay. my right. goodness yes. gracious! <laughs> I can't even. I, I don't know if. The, well, by the way, the the fact that Sam doesn't know Duckhead is either it it could be a symptom let, of age. Let me see that. But it might be a symptom of geography. Let me see Maybe. their logo. So I think we decided that you know. I was more than likely in Arnett's as a child, but I clearly do not remember. So as far as my recollection, I've only been to the front desk, if you will, at the sheriff's office, and that was prior to Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been the sheriff's office for about 20 years, 23 years. When did Arnett's go? Arnett's was out, like, probably they didn't last much into the 90s. Okay. So I don't know the exact date, but the building was... 
I guess this is all I need to know about Duckhead. Well, but my nanny, so she shopped in Litchfield or Caneyville. So (laughs) we would come this direction and I would go with her. So anyway, it was fun. That building's going to have a new owner uh, come later on in the week, I presume. Uh, The county has owned it for quite some time. And you can see the potential in it. Though. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see. I tell you that the 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 resources that are being invested there are uh, quite quite dramatic. The new paint color there for the old Big Seven building was Love spot it. on. That was a perfect choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that that because it just gives that it is a brick building, but it gives that red brick feeling to it because of the yeah. paint. So the detail to it, and then over on the hotel side, it's all coming together. So I hope whatever goes into the uh, the old Arnett's building was, and I said that in the video. If you're my age, you call it the Arnett's building. If you're if you're 25 or younger, you just call it the sheriff's office because that's all you've uh, really known. Well, but even, it was fun to hear about even people who are a generation older than me talking about yes, what the building was. Fun and to read the comment section. Sewing factory at yeah. one point in time mm-hmm. where they made clothes. So it was uh, even the layout. We went through well around the square as they were painting the. The other one? Mm-hmm, the, yeah, Big Seven. Yes, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that, and it was hard for me to explain to her that, you know, as they were uncovering things and they found that and, and then they were saving it. But anyway, she even showed interest and noticed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of com- cool. You know, eventually going to look completely different. Was there. Big Seven, was it like seven things, like proportion or what? It, it, it um, you know, I don't know what I don't know what the significance like, of seven. I don't think it's like that. Big Ten was theoretically because yeah. it was ten teams or something no, like that. It there wasn't, wasn't like it, wasn't it was that. okay. I was always... the the forerunner to the the name Big Seven it had mercantile in it, and um, so I'm sure somebody knows the reason. Yeah, but it was a uh, it was a lot of different variety of of goods. You know, you could buy appliances, you could buy, and then uh, you probably don't know that. Um, down West Main Street, just past where the Arnett's entrance is, the you cross the alley, and then there was a, in my day there was a five and dime store in there. There was a Western Auto store down West Main Street. You go all the way to the Stone Building, and that was the Louisville store. And then if you cross the intersection there, where um, the Methodist Church Building is across there on the corner, that was I think Litchfield's first dollar store was in that location and it was you know something even before it was a dollar store. Louisville store like U of L apparel? Nope. <laughs> no, just the Louisville store. It was a it was a clothing store. You had the clothing for oh. men, women and children and you might buy a La Tigre shirt there or you might buy some Garanimals there. That's, yeah. Sounds like things you bought there. They those indeed were. They had a very nice husky <laughs> section. Oh, <So>. <laughs> Did they sell Duckhead? <laughs> they probably did. They probably they were Duckhead everywhere for a while. So anyway, it was. Uh, I understand ju- the husky. Just the last year, I had to you know roll my cuffs up on my jeans from yeah. time to time. That was okay. So funny. I know how that feels. <laughs> the um, uh, that stroll just it's funny how you your brain starts binging those things when. One thing, one seed gets planted, like going to an old store that you haven't been at in forever, and then one memory leads you to another, leads you to another, to another, and then all of a sudden you just think about how much things have changed over the years or 
the way things look different. And and back to that big seven building, you know, in the early 90s, it just got, you know, siding slapped over it and it was it looked modern at that time. And so and that was fine. But then over the following 30 years, it started to look older because that siding weathered. And it's just interesting that we go we peel the onion back to its original layer with this real restoration type of approach. And so I, I just, I love to see it happening and um, it looks modern, but it looks vintage all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's going to be really, really nice. Oh, let's see <laughs> what to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did run across a story that might be helpful to you. These are the best cheap hotel chains in the United States, according to guests. Would you like to go worst to first, or would you like to go... Is this like oh, yeah, worst the first. absolute worst one, or is this just of your list, it is the worst rated? Of the list, and oh, it's okay. by the ratings. They So here's how they did. They, they ranked them... Uh, surveyed people were asked to weigh in on a hotel chain's performance in six areas. Communications and connectivity, food and beverage, guest room, hotel facility, staff service, and value for price. So a thousand would be a perfect score. So at number fourteen, something called Oyo with a four hundred eighty seven. O Y O. Never heard of it. No. Thirteen Roadway Inn, but just less than uh, halfway. They were four ninety nine. Econo Lodge was 12th. Motel 6 was 11th. They're always leaving the lights on. Mm-hmm. Nights in at 10. Days in at 9. Days in is now owned by Wyndham. I don't know if we were aware of that. Super 8 by Wyndham is 8th. Red Roof Inn is at 7. Studio 6 at 6. Travelodge at 5. Hojo at 4. That's Howard Johnson for you kids. Sure Stay <laughs> at 3. Microtel by Wyndham at 2. And at number one, America's Best Value Inn scored a 637. Ooh, that's not even that high. Yeah. They were also asked guests about their experiences at Economy Extended Stay Hotel Change. You know, the ones where you rent Uh by the week or by the month and not by the hour. Three, in-town suites. Two, Extended Stay America. And number one, Wood Springs Suites. I've not heard of some of those. Nor have I. Well, again, you're going to laugh about the gauge. Is Hojo a thing? Howard Johnson. Well, I know Howard Johnson's, um, but is it is Hojo a thing that they actually call it? Howard Johnson. A, so Howard Johnson, I know Howard Johnson immediately preceded in history. Howard Johnson immediately preceded the Holiday Inn era. I'm very, very familiar with the good old Holiday yeah, Inn. Yeah, so, so right before Holiday Inn sort of came in and captured the market share when Howard Johnson's was a uh, national chain, they had a motel. They didn't have hotels. They had motels, but most all of them had a restaurant like Cracker Barrel in them. So no rocking chairs and no taffy. But they had, you know, you <laughs> could. Not, what's the point of having it? That, I, I agree. But they had. What, did they have the game? It was a consistency. No, they didn't have that game either. Those are modern conveniences that only Cracker Barrel could introduce. But it was a combination diner, full-service restaurant. But travelers liked it because it's kind of like the fast food we like. We know when we go there, the quality of food. It's like I go here, and I'm going to get a hamburger. I'm going to get a Big Mac, or I'm going to get a 
when you went to Howard Johnson, you were confident in the quality of experience that you would want to get. So it's more for the traveling and motoring public. There, It is featured in a couple of episodes of Mad Men to give you an idea of the timeline of when Howard, jo- uh, Howard Johnson's were. So people just called it. Hojo's. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd ever heard the Hojo nickname. I've heard of Howard Johnson. I just don't, not sure if I ever heard of the nickname. Did you know there was a Major League Baseball player named Howard Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yes. I do know that name. When I when you heard the name, I thought maybe you thought of uh, thought of him. No, there was a Howard Johnson that used to be right by where I grew up. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, going back to our lunch conversation yesterday, have you ever heard of Stuckies? No. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> what is that? Well, they would have been the uh, they would have been the forerunner to the Seven Eleven sort of uh, national national convenience mm-hmm. store kind of firms or outlets. All They're right, s- still there? There are a few around, yes, and they had a very signature looking building. Like when you see an old Stuckey's building, I can spot one because oh yeah, that was a Stuckey's. Just got to go to Nashville. Well, uh, maybe not. I don't know. School starts in Grayson County on Wednesday. I assume opening day is tomorrow for staff. And so depending upon how you look at it, the first day of school is either tomorrow. But the first day of school for students will happen on Wednesday. And one of the one of the core curriculums that will um, be studied in our schools is reading and writing. And no matter how many times we say it, it still holds true. Spelling is important. Especially if you're spelling when it comes to school and the word school. In Holden, Massachusetts, officials in Massachusetts town said school was supposed to have been painted on the road outside of middle school. <laughs> but the word accidentally was misspelled school. Yes. <laughs> maybe, that's the, maybe that's how the person mm-hmm. who painted it speaks. They're going to school. So. Well, see, what's funny is they added on to my high school when I was, when I was a junior in high school. Yeah. And they held, put up signs to say where the new classrooms were. And mm-hmm. it was spelled C-L-A-S-R-O-O-M. Uh, classroom. So yeah, we had to go to the classrooms <laughs> on that wing That's of the funny. building. I love it. So I just, uh, yeah, spelling is important, especially when you're spelling the word school. But uh, sometimes if you pronounce it school, it comes out S-C-S-H-C-O-O-L. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Your chance to win. Got to... Uh, the box office report from over the weekend. Plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Night. Did you know there was no punctuation until the 15th century? But at some point in time in the 1400s, we decided to start adding punctuation. Some people still don't. Some people don't. Some people use too much. So, you know, you're, you just get different experience. Uh, Miss Miss Grammar over there. What do you think about the idea of writing without or reading without without punctuation? I mean, there are so many things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm going, okay. <laughs> well, if you take out the apostrophe, right, you would just write out both words. Um, you know, do you space extra in between for a period? Right. Um, do you? I, I mean. You can have two sentences and eliminate a comma if you do it correctly. But then sometimes commas are very valuable. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You would have to work. You would have to. You would have to really work at that. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it would bother me. So, um, yes, I did forget the answer to the water cooler question on Friday, but I know we've communicated with the winner, so we're 10 4. Right. I don't even remember what the answer was. But uh, after, was my, I probably wrote yeah, after the show ended, I was like, oh, yeah. So we, uh, we, we made that happen. But here's today's water cooler question. If you've not, you're your household have not won in the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. You have some idea what we should give away today? Um, I'm good with. Beach bend. All right, beach bend up for grabs today. It texts the answer to two seven zero two five nine six thousand. One in five of us do this at work twice a week, but no one knows. One in five of hmm. us do this at work twice a week, but no one knows. Text your answer to two seven zero two five nine six thousand. Barbenheimer, still a very powerful one-two punch. Barbie does 93 million. Oppenheimer does 46 million. Haunted Mansion does 24 million. Sound of Freedom at 12 million. Mission Impossible at five with $10 million. So still uh, about $130 million between the Barbie-Oppenheimer combination. I have the new, uh, well, I have the book that inspired the movie, uh, Oppenheimer. Oh, I thought you were talking about Barbie. <laughs> no, I have the book. I have it in paperback that because, as you me. remember, she mentioned last week how expensive the hardcover version of yes. the Oppenheimer book was. Mm-hmm. It will take uh, quite the level of commitment. Uh, and unless we. Uh, it's thick. And sh- when I opened it, I'm like, oh, that text is tiny. Yeah. And so I suddenly felt 52. I'm going to have to have readers for the first time in my life. And it's not just me. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot see these words. And there was, I did a sampling around uh-huh. the, I did a yeah. sampling of it and it wasn't just me. It was everyone thought the text so, was small. Yeah. We're going to either have to look for a large print or wait for <laughs> the hardcover price. But Sam, if we get the Oh hard, my goodness. If we get, oh, found something good. If, the hardcover has gone up. Oh, gone up. Okay. So that's not going to work. $2,499. Wow. I, and that must be something special about that uh, hardcover. Maybe the print's large. Does that book have, <laughs> Sam, have actual pieces of the bomb in there or something? If you, if you turn this book into the large print edition, it will be the size of a briefcase. It would be a weapon. It, it will be. It'll be thicker than any phone book you've ever seen, because it, it it's already a big book. And maybe we should, maybe we should put it on your iPad. Yeah, maybe we that's should. That's what I was going to say. We just that would probably be your best bet, and at, just keep your copy in the library. At this point, it would be cheaper to buy a Kindle just to read that book. Yes. Yeah. Or a new the, iPad. Then again, the hard cut. <laughs> the thing I don't like about the iPad is you can't read them outside. No. You know, I like to read at the beach or like we read outside, and you just can't well, do that with your iPad. My mom uses her Kindle all the time. Yeah, it's um, it's Kindles are hand, handy to uh, handy to have. So, the Barbie soundtrack is making history on the UK singles chart. The soundtrack was released concurrently with the movie. And has since taken the charts by storm. The Mark Ronson-produced album features artists like Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, Charlie XCX, Sam Smith, Billie Eilish, uh, Carol G, and 5050. 
After its first week on the chart, the album is now the first to have three songs all featured in the top five, as well as breaking the record for most songs. That's six of them in the top 40. So not just a big hit domestically, but internationally as well. Speaking of movies and speaking of famous movies, I thought it was funny. Sean William Scott, who played Stifler in American Pie, was paid $8,000 in American Pie to play Stifler. That's it? He was, on, he was only paid $8,000, and he said after that role, he had to go back working. He still had to work at the L.A. Zoo as the Juro guy for at least a short Aww. period of time. He bought a used car for like $5,000. He said he bought a used Thunderbird, and he has still had to work uh, as the Juro guy. But then when they did the reunion, he and Jason Biggs got both got five million dollars for say. the reprisal. He he also he turned that role into a huge amount of fame for yes. himself. And so. I think I would have asked for like two million on top of the five for how much I was shortcutted on or shortchanged on the first. One. I think I read the first movie. They only spent eleven million dollars to make, and now I mean eleven wow. million dollars won't cover their CGI budget. So crazy. Speaking of other famous characters from. Long ago, Home Improvement star Zachary Ty Bryan busted for domestic violence again. I always knew of those Thomas boy, of those Taylor boys. He was the one that was going to be the trouble. Is he the oldest? Yes, I think so. Yeah, he just was always the one. You could just tell you had to keep your eye on him. Lando uh, down at Glover and his brother Stephen will write the new Lando Calrissian series for uh, Disney Plus. Of course, he played uh, Lando in the movie, so. They'll write that. Saturday Night Live says, at least the talks are, that when Lorne Michaels finally steps down as the producer of the show that he created, Tina Fey will take over the reins at Saturday Night Live. I can see that working out very well. I mean, she's Um, been involved in it forever. That's right. She, She is funny. She is funny. She hosts a weekend update. I think she was the head writer for a while. And I think she understands the Lorne Michaels way mm-hmm. of doing it. And I think he doesn't want to hand the reins off to someone that well, he she doesn't. pretty much played that character, too, in 30 Rock. Yes. yeah. That's, and so, um, by the way, I think, oh, that's that was the story. Yeah, they were talking about the queen returning, that the queen of 30 Rock may be coming back to 30 Rock as the queen of uh, 30 Rock. So anyway, there are your entertainment headlines for the day. We'll figure out the winner of the water cooler question. We've got a point to ponder and chart toppers and a pearl of wisdom and more coming up here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Who is the most famous dog in pop culture? Air Bud. Scooby-Doo? Perhaps. Scooby-Doo was going to be mine, but Snoopy? he said it. Oh, but Steve in there was going to do Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Snoopy or Snoop Dogg? Snoopy. Yeah, Snoopy. Well, I mean, if, I assume you're talking about real dogs. What about Pluto? Pluto's a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about real dogs, then Air Bud's the only answer. <laughs> uh, Toto. Toto tops the oh. list of <sighs> pop culture dogs, followed by Lassie. Yeah, see, yeah. So these are talking about, I guess, real. With that, well, and mm-hmm. when you say pop culture, like, I try to move my brain forward a few years. L- my mom's Laika? nominating 
Leica, Leica, the first dog in space. Ren 10 10. But to dispel our theory, at number five, according to the Smithsonian Magazine, Scooby Doo is the fifth most popular pop culture. Scooby Doo is better than all four of them. It's those highbrows at the Smithsonian. They got to put the first dog in space. Scooby Doo is. I mean, a strong argument could be made. The greatest cartoon ever made. You notice that at Smithsonian, they don't have a whole building dedicated Goofy? to cartoons. Goofy? Yeah, I mean, there are several out there. But I think that the Smithsonian highbrows probably had to just, they probably decided they had to placate we commoners just by putting Scooby-Doo on there. Cookie Cook? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, the water cooler question. One in five of us do this at work twice a week, and no one ever knows about it. Um, by the way, kudos to the entry that said uh, answer trivia contest on right? radio. I'm like, hey, okay, well done. Good. We'll Good. keep your secret. That's right. I saw Steel Time. I thought you all had an interesting, I think you all yeah, came up with the same down. answer. Go number two. Drop anchor. Is that what you all put? Listen, when when nature calls, you you got to go to it. You got to answer. Uh the correct answer was show up late. Show up late for work twice a week, and no one knows. Which I guess is a way, in a way, is stealing time. Um, forty-one but, twelve. But forty-one twelve. Okay. Congratulations on television <laughs> tonight. A couple of odd things that I saw that I wasn't aware of being on TV. Run the Burbs on the CW. It's a U.S. series premiere. Bump on season two premiere on the CW. Notice the CW puts all their new shows on in the summer when nobody else is showing new shows. But eventually they're all going to run out of shows because no one's creating any content right now unless you're making Big Brother. Right. Bump. I told you Bump. On the premiere on the National Geographic channel. Interesting. It's called Rewind the 90s, The Decade's Greatest Rivalries. So the uh, Nat Nat Geo channel is doing something called Rewind the 90s, and they do different aspects of the 90s. This is The Decade's Greatest Rivalries. Donna and Ivana. Okay. Nancy versus Tanya. Okay. Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. (laughs) Those were three of the examples that were given. Kind of like what CNN does for the decade things? Maybe. Because those I know are really good. Yeah, I do enjoy those. The On FX, the season four of Breeders, and on ABC, The Bachelorette. Again, I'm still waiting for the senior Golden Bachelor? Yes, thank you, Golden. Will you watch that? Listen, I'm going to have to give it a whirl. Will you give it a whirl at least? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> You don't want to see some mammals and papaws? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be hilarious. By the way, today's highlight in history, this date in 1777 during the Revolutionary War, the Marquis de Lafayette, Marquis de Lafayette, a 19-year-old French nobleman, was made a major general in the Army Continental Army, American Continental Army. Lafayette. The Hunt Brinkley, Huntley Brinkley Report came to an end after 14 years, this date in 1970. It was on the... NBC and uh, the baseball strike of 1981 ended after seven weeks. This date ruined my summer vacation. Baseball, baseball likes <laughs> likes to strike. Well, I mean, it's a game based upon strikes. Touche. Uh, 
Birthdays today, Lobo is 79, Mark Cuban is 65, Wesley Snipes is 61, Batboy Slim is 60, J.K. Rowling is 58, B.J. Novak is 44 today. Ryan. Tired of Elvis. We'll get there in a second. Kurt Gowdy, born this date in 1919. And then Teddy Bear, Elvis Presley, number one in 57. The Mamas and the Papas, I Saw Her Again, number one in 1966. <laughs> Let's go to 1975. Van McCoy and the Soul City Symphony. With Tussle. Sure, this is a very popular high school dance song. Oh, it's got skating oh, like, written skating. all over. Oh, yeah. yeah, skating. Oh my goodness. But the discos gave way to the skating rink. You know, mm-hmm. that's what. Did Litchfield ever have a skating rink? Oh yes, sir. Even Brown. Even Caneyville had a skating rink. Really? At one point. I never went to the skating rink in Caneyville. I did. You did? I'm pretty I... sure. Was there one in Beaver Dam too? I'm sure. Okay. Well, I had a birthday party at one of them. Why don't we, Florence said the Florence Fundome that just went on in in the last year. Wouldn't it have been better if they called it the Thunderdome, though? Yeah, but you had you had the Florence so Florence Fundome, Thunderdome, yeah. yeah. Thunderdome. I mean, yeah, Thunderdome sounds really aggressive. I I'm like just it. surprised it wasn't some y'all recognition up there. <laughs> I'd like to do that. 1984, the Jacksons number one, but state of shock. Caneyville had a drive-in. Really? So did Edmondson County. Mm-hmm. Sure did. <gasps> <gasps> Number one in 1993, The Proclaimers. When it was the Caneyville driving. Um, sort of across the road from the old IGA back behind. Like, I, could, I could show you where it is. Hard, hard to tell you where it is. All right, so this song. Uh, when we were on our cruise back around uh, New Year's. It is our knowledge of this song that helped our team win a music trivia contest. Because when they played this song, everybody said, oh, it's 500 miles, it's 500 miles. And I told her, it's I'm going to be, and then parentheses, 500 miles. And she ran all the way up there and announced it, and they was like, it won. What? Where'd you win? A Chris Pie Five? I think it was bragging rights. So baby, tell me what's the use the ability to tell the story yeah. on July 31st, 2023. You've waited seven months for it. It's all about timing. Nelly, number one in 2002. Last Friday night, Katy Perry in 11. Rockstar Baby, number one in 2020. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says, you may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. You may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.